And as they make their way back to their families, we invite you to stand as you are able as we come to uh, God's promise through, it's a small book of the Bible. It's a letter from Jesus' brother, James. So James, after his brother, somehow tells him and the rest of the family that he's the Messiah. If you can imagine, the rest of the family and James were, well, a little, they were a little skeptical. But James must have just been so changed and transformed and convicted by watching Jesus in his public ministry and then watching him die and be raised to life because he became one of the biggest leaders of the early church movement. So James, in the very beginning of his letter, he's talking about struggles. So if you've faced struggles and trials, if you've had doubts, James has some practical advice for us, and we need to hear that together. So it's starting with verse 2. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given you. But ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven, tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Let the believer who is lowly boast in being raised up, and the rich in being brought low, because the rich will disappear like a flower in the field. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the field, its flower falls and its beauty perishes. It's the same with the rich. In the midst of a busy life, they will wither away. Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, picture it. Two years ago to the day, I was find myself in a basement of someone that I had just met. And I had a suitcase full of clothes and essentials, and that, that was about it. And... He'd been introduced to me by another pastor. He and his wife were going to be at their lake cabin for the summer, and he said, you can stay here, Dan. And so I stayed in the basement of this home. Now, a pipe had burst just a few weeks before they had let me stay there. So the furniture in the basement was in shambles. It was piled high in different parts. Um, the the sheetrock was actually removed three three feet and down um, because of the all the moisture and water. The carpet had been ripped out. I mean, it it was crazy. And there I sat, and I looked around in this chaos, and I realized it was just like 
my life was. See, just a few weeks before, my wife of 10 years had said, this is not going to happen anymore. We need to separate. The hardest words I'd ever heard from anyone. As I looked in that basement, I knew this is, this is the low. And I wondered what, what was next. I mean, in this trial, I was like, okay, so I get to spend time with my kids. I, I, I don't know what the future is. Um, and, and I'll get them for maybe half the time. And I treasured that time. And I, I got to invite them down to the basement. And we all slept on, like, you know, inflatables in one bedroom. And I tried to steer them away from the piles of dangerous stuff that could fall on them. And I tried to treasure the moments. And the thing was, I feel like I, I didn't sign up for this in my life. Have you had that? Those moments? You're like, this is not what I, what I thought life would be like. I mean, I'd been a senior pastor of a large church in the Fargo-Moorhead area, one of the fastest growing in, our, in the entire U.S. in our denomination. Things were successful. Things were good. We had started another campus in downtown Fargo. That was my dream. That had taken off. Things were supposed to be amazing. And they weren't. They weren't at all. And so I sat there. For half the time, I got, I got to try to smile with my kids. And the other half, when they weren't there and I wasn't working, I prayed. And I cried. And I prayed. And I screamed. And I prayed some more. Now, when they were with me, my, my two kids... You know, I just, we didn't have cable or anything, so I just had a little tablet and they would huddle around it. And I found that I actually had some shows that I had seen. I'll bet some of you, many of you have grown up on one of them. They discovered Sesame Street with me. And that was actually such a gift. And one of the songs, you're probably going to know it, but it's a song that I remembered so well. And here's just a snippet of it we discovered again together. <laughs> they were real like like brainstormers, weren't they? Like, which one is it? The tools Kermit or the shoe? Whoa. Or if Cookie Monster had one, it was like three cookies or pizza. Wow. Thank you, Sesame Street. But, but it was so fun. But as I was watching this with the kids, I kid you not, I was thinking of that song. And if I'm going to be honest, I felt like if anything doesn't belong here in my life right now, it's me. This is not what I would wish on anyone. And so I would hug them a little closer. Now maybe you've had that in your life. Have you had those moments, those times in your life? Maybe you're in one right now. I don't know. Something in a relationship or something with your health or finances or, or maybe all of the above. 
you're like, I, I don't know where I belong, and, and I, I don't know what's next. Now, I, I want to play this game with you. Let's see if we can find, so I have a few examples for us, okay? I want to see if we can find what doesn't belong. So let's, let's see, are, are you ready for this? It's a pop quiz here. Here we go. Yeah, which one doesn't belong? Okay, they just laugh because it's that easy, right? The red rose is the one. Okay, how about this one? Yes. Okay, that one, you, you're probably guessing. That, yeah, the bird. Okay, good. What's the next one? I love that one, a little Lego action. Not like the other stormtroopers. Great. Let's check this one out. I love that not today Satan comes up every time too. That's, that's awkward. Yes, the one on the end. Okay, did you know, before we move to the next, that James, in his letter, I, I, the part we just read, he actually, I think, in, in his letter, he's talking to some people who are struggling, who are maybe feeling like, do they belong? What's next? And he ha- actually has a list, and I think it's just like the song we heard. And one of these things is not like the other. I triple dog dare you to guess which one. So we're going to go through this list together. These are actually from the scripture we had. So facing trials of any kind, that's one thing, and maybe you face some in, in your life. Testing of faith, that's another. Lacking in wisdom is something he brought up. Being brought low. Having doubts. Perishing beauty, that your beauty doesn't last. And then the last one is joy. So which of these, can you help me, which of these is not like the other? That's not what James says, actually. You see, when James is talking, first of all, he starts, and this is so beautiful and convicting, and, it, and it, I struggle with it, actually. First of all, James, in the very start of this, and it's the start of his letter, his letter he's talking to these people who are struggling, and he says, my brothers and sisters, and I just want to pause there, and I want you to hear that the brother of Jesus, our Savior, is calling them and you tonight his brother and his sister. He's saying we are together in this. And he says when you are facing trials of any kind, he says, I want you to consider it nothing but joy. And then he goes through the laundry list of things that I think many of us face. Testing of faith in the times that we just wonder where God is. Making Stupid mistakes. Lacking in wisdom. Sometimes being where nothing else. Life seems to have been going just like it was for me. And then you're brought low. Having doubts. Realizing, you know what? Beauty and looking good is not going to last forever. And he says in all of it, there, this thing that you thought does not belong there, it does. Because I want you to see all of those as examples of God saying, I am actually giving you, this is crazy, joy. So two years ago, as I sat in that terrible, dark time of my life, joy was not part of my vocabulary, I can tell you that. But now I want to fast forward a year. So the divorce happened. It was horrible. And because of that and because of other circumstances, I was not my best self. I needed to resign. I needed to step away 
from what I thought was a success. But a year ago, a year ago was my first day that God, not by accident, God brought me to this place. It was my first day in the office. You had called me as a congregation. Now, I had felt like I had just been through the hardest storm of my life. And on that first day, I kid you not, um, at the very end of my office day, a huge storm came through here. I don't know if you remember it, but it, the wind was huge, like these ominous clouds. There was actually a little bit of hail that was mixed in, pounding rain. And I, I remember just looking out the big windows right out there and looking at the storm and the, just the rain. You couldn't even hardly see anything. I mean, like, this has been my life. What next, God? I mean, I'm, I, I think you're leading me, and I, I, I don't know. And all at once, the storm was done. And then I went outside, and, and this is what I saw. Even though you, you can see just a piece of it, it was the most vibrant, the most incredible rainbow that I had ever, ever seen in my life. And I remember thinking, like, God, I know I had the storms. I know I was driven. I, I know it. And I, and I can't believe that you brought me from that place just the year before in that basement in my brokenness and my pain. And here you're showing me, God, on my first day at Living Waters, that you are here and that you have a promise. Now, I don't know what struggles, what trials, what doubts, what shame you're facing today. But in that moment, one year ago today, this is the anniversary, I realized there was a glimpse of joy. And it wasn't like the happy, like you're going to skip and, you know, the butterflies are flitting around. It's, it's not like that. It's not happiness. It's not a feeling. No, what, what James is talking about, I think what God is trying to show us just like moments like these, is that I am with you that I'm going to lead you through it, that I'm going to pick you up in the times you're driven low. And that's the joy that James is trying to impress upon us. And this means just two things that you need to hear as I close. If God can do that for me, can restore me to a place that I know without a doubt I was called to be by God himself. And I actually came back from my honeymoon for the woman that is the woman of my dreams that God prepared for me and me for her. I want to tell you two things. If God can do that for me, one, God has the biggest sense of humor of all time. <laughs> if he can use me of all people. And the second thing I need you to hear is that God can and will do the same for you. That God is waiting. Waiting to restore you. That God is waiting, waiting to lift you up. That God is waiting, waiting to show you just moments, glimpses really, that he's not only with you, but he's going to carry you in the times that, that you don't know which end is up. And what that means, everyone, is joy. 
It means, it means the joy that we say every time that we mark uh, someone of any age as they're baptized, we say the joy of your presence both now and forever. Because God loves you that much. So are you, are you overwhelmed? Consider it nothing but joy. Amen. Let's pray. God, for people that are gathered here, people that I'm guessing have even harder realities that they have faced or are facing or will face than I have. For them especially, God, make yourself known. God, remind us that there's no laundry list of things where your promise doesn't belong. And so, God, as we go out from here, change our hearts. Help us to not just face the trials or just look at our doubts or just see the pain and the brokenness and the struggles. No, God, help us. Help us to fix our eyes on you and then replace that with your joy. And now, God, as we go out from here, please, help us to realize that when we judge others as lesser than us, that that doesn't belong because of who you are. That when we fix our worth on anything other than what you promise, which is that we're loved, we're worthwhile, we are valued, that that doesn't belong. When we choose ourselves and our things over what you hope for, that that's really what doesn't belong. Because what you did on that cross, it changes everything. So God, help us choose joy today and forever. And all God's people said, Amen.